0: dream achievers welcome to the clarity conversations podcast it's your host Cassandra Rosa and I am so grateful that you're tuning in for the episode today this is a personal development and business podcast for spiritual entrepreneurs I post episodes every Thursday at eleven eleven 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time I'm so excited today we have a very special guest One of my dear friends, Natalie Seibel, and she is here to talk about her healing journey and about inner child healing. So stay tuned for the episode to receive all of the goodness. All right, Natalie, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast finally.
1: Thank you for having me. I am so
0: excited to be here as well. This is gonna be so awesome. Um, just to preface, Natalie and I met at a personal development seminar. This must be about four years ago,
1: would you say, Natalie? Now uh, time, time is weird for me. So yeah, could it be four, maybe five? Yeah. I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> it's <laughs> so been a while. We've, we've kept in touch. Um,
0: And I really value her as a friend and as a fellow coach. And I'm excited for her to share her goodness with you all today. So Natalie Seibel is a shamanic healer and spiritual coach who has exuberance and profound intuitive gifts for cultivating and nurturing self-love, worth, and acceptance. With over 10 years of experience as a mental health therapist, She understands how the ego operates and supports her clients in remembering their divine that resides within. In communion with spirits, guides, and soul, she uses the Akashic Records and Reiki for deep healing of past life and inner child wounds. She aids her clients in reclaiming their innate worth and reconnecting with their inner wisdom to live a heart and soul led life. Oh my god, I have chills reading that, Natalie. I I do too. (laughs) That's a bio, like, ah! I'm so, I love it. I love it.
1: I think it, it was explains- fully channeled too. I don't know where that came from. It was just all of a sudden, one of my guides just came through and was like, yep, you're going to say this.
0: <laughs> oh, it's perfect. It was perfect. Use that everywhere. Put that everywhere, Natalie. I love it. And I can attest to that. In both of our journeys to become a healer, we used to do like Reiki exchange sessions. Mm-hmm. She did an Akashic Records reading for me for the very first time I never had one before and she blew my mind with everything that came through so if that's something you want to explore she's she's your woman for that so yeah thank you so good and she's a podcast too the heart and soul led podcast yes and are those meditations and the information that channels through amazing so we will leave, uh, leave the link to the podcast in the show notes. So you guys have access for that. So yeah, let's start off the interview. Are you ready, Natalie? Yes, I am. Yes. So do you want to tell us a little bit more, a little bit more casual about what it is that you do as a healer and as a spiritual life coach?
1: Yeah. Um It's funny because I know we were talking about, um, you know talking about what we talk about. And sometimes it's like, well, there's so many things, right? And I know, you know, people that are listening to your podcast, it it may feel like I have so many things. How do I talk about what I talk about? Um, And so what I would, well, I will say is that as a therapist, something that I've noticed for the years that I've been doing what I've been doing is that they're really, the people that come to me, there ends up being something pretty deep. A lot of times people come to me for anxiety, they come for me depression, um, relationships aren't going well, they're not happy in their career, um, they're having issues with finances, um, their marriage or relationship, kids, um, panic attacks, they're not sleeping well, they have digestive issues, there's all these things that are going on, and the thing that I find that is always underneath all of that is lack of self-worth and lack of self-love. And that always starts in childhood. And even sometimes before that, I know people, including myself, who have womb wounds um, and, and then past life issues and then ancestral, the the things that come down that, um, from our past, um, because it's all learned behavior. Everything that we experience now is something that we learned. And who did we learn it from? And who did they learn it from? and who do they learn it from right so we have all the, this coding if you will to respond certain ways to things and it's all learned and so um and we get wounded when we're little we don't realize it you know we're we're 3 years old and we want something and mom or dad says no and the ego part of us is a meaning making machine and we We want to know the reason why. We're always like, why is this happening? Why that happened? Why why is this happening now? And we want to find the reason. And so what oftentimes happens is, without realizing we're doing it, is that when mom says no to me, she doesn't love me, right? When my dad scolds me because I did something I wasn't supposed to and I'm a bad kid now, I'm not lovable, right? I'm not good enough. When I bring home a report card and I have three A's and a B minus, And there's a question about what happened with the B minus, And there's maybe disappointment. It's like, I'm not good enough. I need to be perfect. I need to get straight A's. Right. So, and we don't necessarily realize that we're doing these things and that we're making these meanings. And, and then we wonder why we're not where we want to be in our relationships, in our career, in our business, in our personal health. Um, and so it always comes back to that. So the work that I do is around uncovering I call it the, the uncoverer of shadow and lost things, <laughs> mm-hmm. is that little, that little version of us that we tend to continue to scold, that, that part of us that we continue to be really hard on. We are so hard on ourselves. Um, and so I really am noticing the work that I do is about healing those inner children, the compassion, the love, the acceptance that we weren't given. Um, through no fault of our parents' own, it's not their fault. You know, they were given a program. They were given something. Their great, Your grandparents are given a program. Everybody was given a program. And then we expect them to know. We expect our parents to know all the answers when we're little. We expect them to know everything. And they're human. We're all human. And we forget that. And so that's, that's the, I don't know, in a nutshell, it's the work that I do.
0: <laughs> it's so golden though. And I think that this contributes to having a spiritual business as well, because, There can be blocks that happen for you to start a business, scale a business, figuring out what it is that you do, showing up online. And I think it all ties in to these inner child wounds that we have of not being good enough. This isn't perfect. How can I launch something if it's not perfect? Why aren't people buying what I'm selling? It's all connected to to those inner child wounds. So I want to talk a little bit more about your experience in healing your inner child so people can understand what makes you so passionate about this and how it applies to your life. So how has healing your inner child changed your life?
1: I will say this. um, It is a a journey for many people. and, And something that came through my own Akashic records is that my soul is here to learn self-worth and that that is a lifelong journey, that I will likely be 80 years old and getting triggered by something that has me feeling like I'm not good enough. Um, And that's true for most, if not all of us, is that there's always going to be triggers. And so really the healing has to do with how you navigate, how you redefine the relationship that you have with yourself, how you, in those moments of my voice doesn't matter. What does this matter? The, that, um, nobody liked my post. That must mean I'm, I'm not good enough. You know, they're liking that person's post, but not my post. Like, you know, and, and, and I had this, this launch and nobody bought it. And so then we, we take it personally because that little part of us is, is worried that we're not likable or that we're not lovable. So the journey that I've been on, and then it started years ago, um, related to a relationship and me figuring out my codependency and my own perfectionism. And I don't even know where, when it started in terms of the inner child work. Cause for me, time, I have a hard time with time. <laughs> so things are, they going really fast or really slow. And so I, I don't know if like last time I talked to you when, when something happened. So, but it's been a while since I started to, to do this work. And the first time and I've done it in a couple of different ways. I've done things in meditations. I've also gone into the Akashic records and that's what I do a lot around is going into the Akashic records and meeting inner children. Um, and I've had other coaches that have helped me with this too. Like it's not just me doing it myself. I've hired other people that though I do the inner child work, sometimes doing something yourself is not as powerful as having someone else guide you through it. So um, some of the most powerful uh, experiences I've had have been in that kind of meditative spiritual place of connecting to my guides and my soul to support my inner child. And so the things that I've noticed that have changed for me, whether or not, and I will say that we all have more than one um, because we have multiple ages of things that occur. Um, I have a seven-year-old wound. I have a 10-year-old wound. I have a uh, five-year-old wound, like I said, I have a wound, wound, and so it's what I've noticed in the work that I've done is that I'm a lot calmer, I'm a lot more grounded. Um, my my relationships are changing because because I am noticing my worth and knowing that everyone has their own wound and everyone has their own inner child that they're getting triggered by that. I can hold space for myself and I can hold space for others. And so I'm not as reactionary. Do I, mean, do I still have moments? Yes. Do I still get angry? Yes. Do I still get anxious? Yes. But it happens, it, I, I catch it quicker, right? I catch it quicker and I can redirect myself. So if I'm getting in my own way in my business, right? Where, um, you know, with my podcast, for example, um, my 10-year-old has, there's an there's a experience that I had at that age where my voice didn't matter that I wasn't, I wasn't good enough, I wasn't important enough to my peers, right? It, it's a peer wound where getting made fun of and getting bullied and anything that I said was stupid or was, was not important or was silly or whatever it was. And so when I go to speak on a podcast, she shows up all worried, all concerned, like you're gonna say something stupid, nobody's gonna like it, people are gonna make fun of you. And so it's the breath, right, and slowing down and not getting in my own way, right, because oftentimes we will procrastinate, we'll put off, we'll go in a different direction, we will do the exact opposite of the thing that we want, and it's because of those inner children that are wanting to protect us or that are scared because of the last time something happened and something bad happened. And so it's being able to, I call it reparenting, right? In a way that where can you show the compassion? Can you understand? Can you listen? And then step forward, right? So I'm stepping forward a lot more. I'm, I showed up here, <laughs> even though my 10 year old, she's standing behind me and she's like, oh my God, I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> you know? So it's, it's doing the thing even when you're scared, even when that little child within you was like, I don't like that we're doing this." It's like. Yes, we can. It's trusting, right? And I think that that's been the biggest thing is that I'm trusting more. I'm trusting myself more. I'm I'm listening to not just my inner child, but that inner knowing that I have, that that wisdom, my soul, my, my adult goddess version that is like, we don't have to have it all figured out. I don't have to know it all. That perfectionist part of me that has to know it all before I do it. It's like, I can trust and I can have faith. And I'm noticing the magic more i'm noticing where you know i'll have a moment where nobody likes me right and then i will do the inner work and then i'll get three people messaging me i want to book a session i want to book a session i want to book a session and i'm like whoa like where did that come from (laughs) and it's like the energy right the energy that we show up in is what we attract and so these triggers that we have and what i'm noticing for myself is when i when I take the time to listen, I take the time to heal the things that I want actually come at me faster.
0: Oh, I love this. I love this conversation. I love these examples that you're giving are so tangible because I think it takes a lot of awareness to get to where you are. And I feel like you sharing this today so gracefully and on par, I think it's going to open a lot of people's eyes that, you know, I've, I've talked about this in a future episode that should be coming soon about how it's really important to clear what's holding you back, those belief systems, those in, that inner child work, because that's what's actually causing you to procrastinate in your business and keep you at a certain level. So I love how you were bringing these ideas forth and applying them from your own life in, in regards to your podcast and you know, being scared of what people th- like think about you when you're releasing something, I think that that is a really big thing for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, like I have my own procrastination course, and I've talked to many people, and it's often that that's the true reason behind. you know, I'll do it later. I'll launch it later, is the fear of what other people are gonna say about you yeah. and that you're not being heard and that you're not being validated from other people's opinions. So thanks for sharing that, Serena, that was awesome.
1: Oh, you.
0: And you, we talked about in the intro, the bio about you, and you briefly spoke about Akashic Records. So if someone never heard of Akashic Records before, what are they and how would you explain it in simple terms to someone?
1: Yeah, so each one of us, So the perspective that each one of us has a soul and that we've all come to this earth in this body to experience a human experience. And so I truly believe that we are both human and divine and that it's a balance of both and that we also have reincarnated multiple times, that we have past lives. And so our soul comes through and has wisdom, right? And that when we're in our human body now, we don't necessarily have that wisdom. We, we don't, it's almost like amnesia where when we pass away and the soul goes back to wherever it comes from, it retains the information and has all the information. But when we reincarnate back into a new life, we don't have that. And so the Akashic records are a spiritual divine, if you want to call it a library, if you will, like a spiritual library, of all of your information, your soul's information, everything that your soul has experienced in its entire existence lives in what are called the Akashic Records. And there are spiritual entities that hold the Akashic Records and that we all have access to it. Um, And part of, I think, what a lot of us are experiencing in this lifetime is this kind of, quote unquote, awakening around our own intuitive gifts, our own knowing, our own ability to connect to our soul and to listen and to have that guidance. And so the Kashic Records is a place where you can go in and be guided by someone who knows how to read them, um, knows how to open them, if you will, and/or learn for yourself how to do it um, to gain information around, you know, whether or not it is about a trigger, whether or not it is about a wound, whether or not it is about, you know, why you're holding yourself back or what's the issue around money or why am I not going farther in my business and what comes next and, you know, getting clarity around your purpose um, and around, you know, what is my soul here to do and, and how can I support myself through that process is that there's a lot of wisdom there around and also to past lives, right? So what what trigger are you holding on to from a past life um, that is showing up now? Um, and a lot of what the what I experience and seeing the spiritual community is this idea of the things that we've carried through. We're here in this life meant to heal it, so that we don't continue to carry it. I kind of like to imagine um, if you were you know, thinking about your ancestors and your past lives. And, you know, we're all on this journey, I call it a heart and soul led path, right? So we're all on this journey, hiking, walking, whatever, and we have a backpack. And it's like, all right, what's in your backpack? What, what do you have that you're holding on to that doesn't belong to you, right? What of a past life, what of an ancestor have you been trucking up this mountain that's so heavy that isn't actually yours, right? And so sometimes we don't know that, but we can go into the records and find out what that is.
0: Yes, yes. I think that this is so powerful. And I had so much clarity speaking with you when we did our session. So I highly recommend it for everyone listening. If you want to learn more about the Akashic Records, definitely uh, connect with Natalie. We'll leave all the info in the show notes. And I love the visual of bricks in the backpack and what you're holding on to. So Natalie and I both went to a seminar on different occasions but the same one and we actually had this exercise of working in a group and carrying bricks in our back Oh backpack. my god <laughs> we something at the top of the mountain talk about and- trigger <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh my gosh. So as a team, so it was like team building. But like for me, when I was in that exercise, I had so many bricks in my backpack. Like I'm a little thing. Like I'm like five one, you know, all these bricks carrying it. Everybody was getting tired. Let me help you. And I was carrying all this stuff. So that took me back to that time of, you know, having triggers, carrying stuff that's not yours, a letting go, like that whole
1: concept of letting the go. fairness, like right? Oh, other- people aren't doing as much as you are, and, and, yeah. and yet you're taking it, you're taking it, you're doing it, and that the, the kind of, I'll do it, I'll take it, and then getting resentful because nobody else is doing the work you're doing, right? <laughs> yeah. It's so
0: powerful, that visual. So maybe as an action step, as you're all listening, like what what are you carrying in your backpack? What bricks do you have in your backpack? And mm-hmm. which one of them are you ready to let go of today? And which one are you looking to have help from a coach to help you let go of those pieces and have that awareness, right? Um, so yeah, so valuable. Love this conversation, Natalie. So let's make it applicable to spiritual entrepreneurs. Why do you think it's important for spiritual entrepreneurs to have an Akashic reading done or and or heal their inner child and how is that going to help them ac- achieve their dream life and business?
1: Yeah so the thing that I am truly recognizing especially with where we are in in this world in this time is that the spiritual community, those of us who are here to do spiritual work, like we're needed. Um, There's a lot of people who have so many gifts and so many, so much wisdom that our inner children are scared of, right? Because it comes back to not feeling worthy, not feeling good enough, not feeling loved, not feeling accepted and and not feeling validated. And like you mentioned before, like the validation acceptance outside is that it has to come from within that when we're, when we're focusing on getting, you know, the number of likes and the number of shares and the number of clients and the amount of money and all those things. And we're focusing on the external, for validation that we're good enough, we will always be disappointed and we'll always fall short. And then we'll use that information as a way to then, in terms of how we then show up, right? We won't, or we'll show up less or we'll we'll feel indecisive or we'll second guess our decisions. And we won't be in alignment with those clients that we want to attract because we end up putting up a wall that we don't realize we're putting up because it's not us, it's our inner child, right? And so, when our inner child is scared, we don't make decisions that are healthy or that are going to get us in the direction we want to go. Um, we end up in our head too much rather than in our heart and in our, and in our gut. Um, our, our ego is in cahoots with our inner children. And anything that comes from your mind is a lie. It, it, it's a... It's not the truth. It's not your truth. It is a truth, but it's not necessarily your truth. And so if we're listening to our head too much and the fear that comes from our head and those inner children that are playing a game with our ego and we don't connect to our heart and to our soul, our gut space, then we will make decisions in our business and our personal life that does not feel good and and will not get us where we want to go as fast as we could. Is that... Does that answer that? I don't know if it got off topic.
0: (laughs) Perfect, perfect. No, it's like speeding up where you want to be and it's clearing those blocks. Mm -hmm. It's clearing the doubts. It's the worth. It's whatever your sticky part is, you know, like that the ick and the stick, like the the Mm -hmm. Velcro piece that's just waiting for that piece to continue attaching itself. It's clearing that and detaching from that so that you can create what it is that you want to create with ease, I find, yeah. you know, with all the healing work that I've done and the belief clearing and things like that, it just helps to, you know, stand, get those obstacles out of the way that stop us that those pauses and momentum, those big speed bumps that you have to, Oh, like a right. yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and more smooth and gentle and having those tools to move through it with grace, right? Like like you were saying earlier in the interview, like, yeah, stuff still happens and comes up for you. I know it still comes up and happens for me, but we're resourceful of how to, you know, give compassion to ourselves, hug that inner child, tell them that everything's okay and give them what they need within so that you can stand to where you want to be. So mm-hmm.
1: I, I use the, I like to use the analogy of when you talk about ease and flow, right? Cause that's what we all want. We all want it to be easy. We all, we all want it to flow. Um, and it's like being on a river, right? And you can go up the river or you can go down. And it's like your inner three-year-old who's screaming and yelling, I want to go up the, I, I want to go up. I want to go up. I want to go up. We have to go up. We need to go up. And you're like, okay, fine. We'll, we'll go up. We give in to that because we think that it knows. And you're listening to like a child, you know, and it's like, no, let's just go this way. It's so much easier. All I got to do is float down the river. And so it's that process of like, who are you listening? What part of your body, your brain, your experience are you listening to when you're making decisions?
0: I love it. So I think that there's been so much context, so much awareness, I hope for all the listeners, but now let's give them a little bit More of like a tangible step, okay? So, what are three tips for our listeners to use to help heal their inner child?
1: Yes, so I've got like three and a half. Okay. (laughs) Um, The first is, and it's connected to the to the this first part. It's connected to the next. um, Is the most important part is, and I know this is going to sound like oh, but breathing breathing is the first thing that needs to happen um because when we are stressed when we are overwhelmed when we're frustrated when we're pissed when we're um jealous when we're resentful when all that comes when we're hurt when that comes up it changes the state of our body and it changes the state of our chemicals in our body and we tend to when we're stressed when we're anxious when we're overwhelmed all those things we will hold our breath right and Holding your breath changes all that. So it's important to breathe. And in those first breaths, it's connecting to your body, right? Our emotions live in our body. And so when we are experiencing a memory, a trigger, right, it is pulling up that emotion, it's pulling up that experience from the past and bringing forward that inner child. To, oh my goodness, what's wrong? What's happening? Bad things are happening. We can't, we can't do it this way. It, 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 gotta breathe, right? Connecting to the body and connecting to the emotion. What am I feeling right now? Like, what is happening, right? And the other thing is with connecting to the body is asking yourself, how old do I feel right now? Right? I think that is a big thing that people don't, like, that's, that's my number one, like, ultimate tip is like, breathe, connect to the experience, and ask yourself how old you feel. Because I can guarantee you whatever chronological age you are right now is not how old you are acting. And that is true for everyone. I mean, speak to, speak to personal experience, right? So that's the first part, is really breathing and connecting to your body and how old do I feel. The next thing is making sure to stay curious, right? Like asking questions like, okay, what's going on here? Like, okay. So if you're feeling five-year-olds right now, imagine your five-year-olds sitting next to you, like actually close your eyes. If you need to imagine the five-year-old sitting next to you, what's going on? Like, tell me what's up. What what are you feeling right now? Well, she, she doesn't like me. She, she didn't like my post or, or, or she argued with me on my post right she argued with me on my post okay all right well how are you feeling well i'm, I'm feeling sad I'm, I'm feeling i'm feeling hurt okay like it's about listening and being curious and finding out what is the issue the neck the third three and a half thing that i will say is the compassion we are so hard on ourselves that we end up in we end up chastising and punishing and reprimanding our inner child because now they've done something quote unquote bad, right? They've yelled at someone, they have responded back really nastily on a, on a post or they've blocked somebody or they've, you know, whatever it might be, or now I feel like, okay, my launch didn't work. So now I'm not going to launch anymore, right? That's it. I'm done. I'm, I'm, this isn't working for me. I'm not going to be a spiritual coach anymore because I didn't get any clients in the first launch, right? So we end up and then we beat ourselves up for that right? I'm bad. I'm horrible. I'm, I'm not good. Nobody cares about me. I'm not lovable. And, and that's as if we're telling that inner child that thing, right? Imagine if you had a real child sitting next to you and what would you want to tell them when they're feeling hurt, when they're feeling down, when they're feeling scared, what is it that they want to hear? It may not have been what you were given when you were young, right? Your parents did the best they could, but this is about reparenting. This is about giving yourself what you were never given. And that always comes from, from compassion. We want to fix it. We want to make it better really quickly. But that's oftentimes not what we need, right? We need listening. We need validation. We need the compassion, right? So two, two different questions or two different ways to look at this is, Because we're so good at being kind to other people, right? We will give other people a benefit of the doubt. We will will tell them that they're amazing when they're beating themselves up. It's like, okay, so if you had a friend in this situation who was saying the things that you're saying to yourself, what would you say to her? Or if, you know, kind of this inner child piece around this little kid saying these horrible things to themselves, like, how do you want to respond? And so those are, those are my three tips is really getting into the breath, connecting to your body. How old do I feel? Let me get curious, ask some questions, find out what this is about. And then how do I be compassionate? How do I show up for myself in a way that I haven't before?
0: So powerful, Natalie. I love these tips and they're very simple and almost seems like common sense, like to breathe. But I think it's true when you're in the heat of a moment You know, it's like you're holding your breath. Mm -hmm. I think someone told me that, and I became aware of that within myself, and it opened my eyes. So that's so powerful. And how old are you? You know, how old are you acting right now in this, this moment? It's so powerful because when we're having a fight, I'm sure if you're watching, even if it was your friends that are in a relationship, you happen to be there when there's a little argument, you can see the little tantrums, like the kicking and screaming, the punching on the ground, you know? So I think that that is so, so, so powerful just to take a moment and be present. It's like, because I find when you're getting triggered by your inner child, you're stuck in the past.
1: Yes. You're in a
0: whole different time. So having that breath to be present alone, I think is so amazing. And that self-compassion, we definitely need to be more compassionate with ourselves when we're moving through this, you know, imagine giving your inner child a hug and being there with Mm -hmm. her. So for him.
1: Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, it's this idea of like, do you want to be in a battle with yourself or do you want to find a cooperative way of problem solving? Yes. Right. Awesome.
0: I love it. And if people are listening and resonating and they're like, yes, I wanna dive deep. I wanna have an Akashic reading. I wanna connect with my inner child. What's the best way that they can connect with you?
1: Um, I am on Facebook and Instagram, mainly, mostly on Facebook, a little bit on Instagram. My last name sometimes can be challenging to spell. Um, So my name is Natalie Seibel. Um, It is spelled S as in Sierra, E-I, B as in Bravo, E-L. And you can find me on Facebook. I also have a um, a group, a Facebook group called um, Heart and Soul Led Path. Um, So I do a lot of things in there, teachings, um, but you can message me um, if you're interested in connecting in different ways, either for a reading or doing coaching, because I also do coaching, um, you know, definitely you can reach out to me that way.
0: Amazing. And we'll leave all of those links in the show notes. And do you want to explain a little bit about your coaching so they get a taste and an understanding of what it'd be like to work with you?
1: Yeah. So I currently have one-on-one coaching. Um, It's a three-month program. And um, when I'm working with somebody, I really cater to what their issues are. So it's not so much of a package as it is a, what are your goals? What are you wanting to work on? And then when it comes to the sessions that I engage in, we will go into the records. Um, and so, and I don't usually, usually it's one of those things where we go in the records, it's like, okay, let's see who's showing up. I don't necessarily know right away the the, the age, um, but it's let's go in and see who's showing up. And so we do healing in the records. Um, and it can be around, you know, who's showing up that's getting in the way in the business, who's, who's showing up, who's getting in the way of my relationships, my money issues, um, you know, whatever it might be, is that we do healing. And also too, if there's past life stuff coming up, um, we will also look in and see if there's any past life wounds that we're carrying that we can release. Um, And I sprinkle in Reiki and all of that as well.
0: Amazing. What a unique experience and bringing all of your gifts into a coaching. So definitely connect with her if that's something you want to further explore. Thank you so much, Natalie, for being here today and sharing all your goodness and your gifts with us. Any last words before we close out the episode?
1: Yeah, I'll say this is that, um, I, I oftentimes joke that we're all, we're all like three-year-olds walking around in adult bodies right? So as much as we have inner children, so does everybody else. And that when, when we're having a moment and being triggered, also recognizing that somebody else does too. So when we are able to show compassion for ourselves, we can then extend that to others and, and see their little inner child that's showing up, just trying to get their need met, just wanting to be worthy, wanting to be loved. And so in terms of our collective healing, right, it's about the recognizing having our own compassion for our wounded inner child and having compassion for others as well.
0: So powerful and I believe that will change all your relationships, right? Your romantic relationships, your friendships, relationships with yourself, which is most important and even with your clients too. So thank you so much, Natalie, and thank you all for listening. I hope you loved the episode today. If you did, please rate and review us on all of the major platforms. You can connect with me on Instagram, which is Cassandra Rosa, with an extra A at the end, and we will see you all back here on Thursday at 11.11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for the next episode. Have a beautiful one.